Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. You heard me right. Here are the guys, Schmidt and Cranach. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. And then two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes out. Excellent strategy, sir. Back on a Saturday morning edition of Hail Varsity Radio as Schmitty makes his return. Schmitty, you letting the dogs out? We're good. We're good? What? Are we back or are we... Uh... We're back. Yeah, we're back. Wonderful. Yes, I had to get water for the German Shepherd before she pawed me. We welcome in the Iron Horse, Gary Sharp. Uh, Elijah Herbal, Christian, Mark Cranach on assignment this weekend. Sharpie, how's the uh, the weekend, man? Good to see you again. I got him muted now. Gary, you muted yourself. Yeah, hold on there. Now can you hear me? We're falling now apart. We got you. We're now falling we got apart. Technology, Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, no, it's Super Bowl weekend. We got a lot of sports. You got Nebraska and Wisconsin today. It's kind of, you know, the the thing about it is, We've had like nonstop two months talking about Matt Rule. This is kind of like the dead period because there's nothing until, you know, the start of spring ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually kind of like the downtime and, of course, Super Bowl weekend. So hope you guys are doing well. Y'all look good. We're uh, we're good. Good to see you. Love Fargo. Uh, it's been a while since I've been up to Fargo. Yeah, great movie. Great it's... movie. Oh, geez. No. Oh, geez. That's <laughs> a smooth, that's a smooth smoothie. Yeah, uh, the Hail Varsity uh, and uh, Hail Varsity YouTube channel can watch this uh, glorious show every morning. Uh, I, I, I can't believe they. I can't believe they uh, they named a whole city after that movie. It's incredible to me. Yeah, um, it's quite quite good. Are you Sub Zero <laughs> up there, or is it uh, balmy in Fargo? You know what? It's not bad. It's uh, it's below freezing, but. Uh... It's okay. It hasn't snowed here for a while, so most of the streets are clear. And yeah, it's not bad. I, I do like Fargo. Fargo's a Fargo's a lot larger city than I think most people realize. But it would be tough about six, seven months out of the year to live up here. You know, you just you just get those five months of warm weather, so you can hit the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it it is uh, frigid a lot of times, but they uh, they do well, and they uh, they have their own language. It's really cool up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with their <laughs> their tone and accent. I love it. But give me more North Dakotans on the offensive line, right, Sharpie? Oh, yeah, guys that can lift a lot of weights, that can push a lot of people around and, and be good in the Big Ten, just strong ox men that kind of like remind you of Paul Bunyan that is not in North Dakota, but it's over in Minnesota, eh? And, uh, you know, the big blue ox. Yeah, that's what they, we need. They, we need they, more up here. They they tend goal and catch fish. I mean, it's it's wonderful. Um so you, you mentioned rule and uh, where things are at. We'll, we'll start there. Any takeaways from you with uh, with with Wager and McGuire just from their presser? You know what? So I, I think if there was a head coach that didn't have a, a track record of hiring Garrett McGuire type 
uh, people, you would be very, very hesitant on this hire. But Matt Rule has a track record doing that because that's kind of what happened to Matt Rule. I think, you know, Garrett McGuire is exactly who I thought he was. Someone who is young, that is very excited, loves the opportunity. And I'm sure in 10 years, we're going to look at this and go, man, that was an upcoming star. I, I wondered about a young person in a wide receiver room where wide receivers primarily are divas. I don't think any of them are going to disagree with you. And he seems to have the right vibe. And when he went into, you know, the honey buns and the pop tarts and guys coming in and hanging out with him, I think that's a good sign because remember they got 16 scholarship wide receivers. So there's spring football is going to be very interesting because there's not going to be 16 scholarship wide receivers when we get to the start of fall camp. So he's got a chore on his hands to figure out that room, but he is everything I thought he would be. And it's kind of, isn't it refreshing guys to have somebody more closer to Elijah's age that is, you know, a football coach and like is excited, like just talks. He doesn't talk in coach speak. He talks in Garrett McGuire speak. So I, I was, I was kind of, that was a, that was a fun little, uh, a moment with him to to hear him uh you know meet the media for the first time and all of us to get to know him well sharp you, you say closer to my age he's i think a month <laughs> and a half older than me which is just so crazy for me to wow. think about um but one of the comparisons that i've seen a, a lot in recent weeks since this this hire has been announced is that that lincoln riley comparison you know he was 24 years old whenever he became a full-time uh, assistant coach at texas tech way back when you, you've seen the career of lincoln riley since then. is that a fair comparison to make for, for garrett riley and the potential that that matt rule apparently sees within him i mean i i think potential um because when mike leach hired lincoln riley did we go oh here's the next guy but it goes back to a point elijah it's about the head man. You know, the head man making a hire, a head man having a knack for projecting talent. And I also think you do that when you're hiring a staff. You project that down the road, Gary McGuire is going to be really, really good. And this is the prime opportunity for him to learn under you. Um, and again, probably any other coach that doesn't have a track record of doing this, we're wondering really still out loud about this hire. But he at least gives you a little comfort level. And then he says, hey, Garrett, just go be yourself. And Garrett's himself. And, you know, I mean, the last couple of days, everybody's fallen in love with this kid who is 24 years old. I mean, that is that is amazing. But you look around college football. I mean, we got coaches that are 32 years old, 33 years old, the Lincoln Rileys of the world that aren't even 40 yet. I mean, it's it's becoming a younger man's game, and it's really not a surprise. I think you nailed it. You need a special that Midas touch to connect with that room, with that group of, you know, that, that wide receiver room, Sharpie. It is, it's, a, it's, a, it's its own world. And however you get them to do what is best for them and they want honey buns and Pop-Tarts, so be it. Um, it's, it's being able to connect. And I think that's going to be the, the secret sauce, so to speak, with, the staff yeah. with with if if and when things get turned around, I mean, it's going to be about the the relationship part of things that turn into to, to actions and 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 plays on the field, right? Guys, look at it this way. Look at two examples in that room. You got Xavier Betts who is back, and Matt Rule has invested in the person, hoping that that will help out with the player. And then you've got Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who left this program when he wasn't happy with his touches. Now he's back and going through spring. And is it a make it or break it spring for him? You've got Bonner, 
who we didn't see last year, but there's a lot of promise. I mean, it's a, it's really is with 16 scholarship guys and a few more that could get on the field. It is a fascinating room. And I will be curious to see how he structures it and how it breaks apart. Because I think when we get to the season, I mean, what are we looking at? Maybe nine max that we could look at in a rotation. And then we whittle it down to about seven. So there'll be a lot of competition there. And, and that'll be like the first test. It's really, if you look at the two hires in the offseason where you went, hmm, let me think a little bit about that. Offensive line and wide receiver. Well, look at, look at what their spring is going to be like. They're going to have a lot of competition, and they're going to have to make some harsh decisions on guys that are going to move to the forefront and guys that probably aren't going to play that may decide to jump into the portal after spring. So those are two positions that you know Nebraska needs them to be good, but it's two coaches that – you know, they've got an interesting spring ahead of them and trying to figure out where bodies are going to go and, and what is the best fit either to get to five or get to three. Gary Sharp with us, the Iron Horse, Hale Varsity Radio Weekend Edition. Gary, uh, we were talking about this yesterday and, you know, what's the, the right answer here with what you need at quarterback? And I know what Nebraska has on the roster. There's some unknown with guys that have been in the room. You've got Casey Thompson that's back. You've got Sims that's a dynamic athlete. You've got the Riola factor on the horizon. And you, you have his skill set and the hype around him. What what does Nebraska need at quarterback? I wanted to get your your take on this. We had a fun chat yesterday afternoon about it. You want that that program changer? Do you need a program changer? Nebraska's always had good dudes at quarterback for the most part. They rarely fall into the serviceable category. Um, and you know, what do you need to win? What what's what what what's that quarterback got to be? Yeah, and you know, this is going to be a discussion until we get to that Minnesota game because you have two guys that are in the running where one day. Aren't you guys saying, eh, I think it's Jeff Sims. The next day you're like, man, I heard Casey Thompson is like taking the lead during Matt drills and all of that stuff. And you're like, here we go. First of all, I think they need somebody to stay healthy. You know, it's been very rare that Nebraska's had a quarterback start 12, 12 games in a season when they've gone to the 12 game schedule. And both of these guys have missed time due to injury. I also think you don't need a quarterback to be Superman, but I think you need a quarterback when it's time to be Superman, you are making plays, your clutch. And I think just to, to get guys in the right spot and to run the offense effectively. I also think it's not just on the quarterback, but as we saw last year, man, you have to have such a – you have to be in sync with your OC and the quarterback. They've got to be on the same play, the same page. Hey, I can't do this. Don't we, – we, I, I, you can't make me do this because it hurts our offense and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, that's where Marcus Satterfield – an advantage for Jeff Sims is Satterfield's going to see up close what Jeff Sims can do in real live action. You know, Casey can be off on the side and get mental reps, but you're also working with the wide receivers. But I think just being consistent and making plays when you need to make plays and getting the offense in the right position on every single play. And you know what? And don't ride the roller coaster. Even if Nebraska has a boring, just simple quarterback that just, you know, throws the ball at 64, 65% completion rate and moves the ball down the field, I think Nebraska is going to be fine. Gary, this is the the the, the most competitive quarterback battle we have seen since when, yeah. in your opinion? Uh, that's Newcomb a good question. Crouch. I mean, you might have to go to Crouch and Newcomb. 
um, going back a ways. So I look at you that know, that you, year you could, with uh, with Taylor Martinez and Cody Green and, and Zach Lee. That was a, a a really good one. I think that was twenty ten. Yeah, and you know, and that was just a case of all right. When Taylor gets up to speed, um, are you going to unleash him and let him go? Yeah, no, I I think there's very few instances where we could all say honestly there was a quarterback competition like we're going to have this year. And let's pause for a moment. How much of a quarterback competition will it be? You know, is is Jeff Sims going to have a big leg up after spring that Casey Thompson's got a rally? It is funny. Like if you if you ask your listeners and you say, okay, what's the vibe? How many people are on Casey's team? Because Casey Thompson drew a lot of fans last year with what he put up with and what he endured and trying to get to the finish line. And then Jeff Sims comes in, and because of the familiarity from Matt Rule looking at Jeff Sims, they talk more about him, but you always see that Rule says, oh, but also Casey. You know, it's going to – I don't think it will divide the fan base, but it's for the first time kind of Elijah to your question. It is one of those things where people are like picking sides. You know, you either like the new shiny toy or you're like, you know what? I like what we had last year. I want to see that come through with a new offensive coordinator. But through it all, this is the best thing to happen, Nebraska, because I do believe that this will be the first test of Matt Rule to make this a fair competition because you can't fool guys in the locker room because they're going to be around these guys all the time. But this will be the first test to Matt Rule to see how he handles it. And, you know, like if, if Casey Thompson isn't the guy, what do you do to retain Casey Thompson to make sure that he's not going anywhere? Not that I'm saying that he will, but it's going to be the first test of Matt Rule to make a key decision that will move this football program forward. But it's going to be great. I, I think it's great for Nebraska. I think it's great they'll have so much competition during spring because you have so many bodies, scholarship bodies. Um, think about the first day they put on pads in that first scrimmage, what that's going to be like. you know. And even as we talk about two quarterbacks, it might not be a bad thing to have a to be the third string quarterback, right? This year, no. It it, it get groomed, learn, develop, get better, and then have a shot whenever that opening happens to go win the job. Sharpie, it is a chance for the, the your your other uh, big red uh, Andy Reid to make it happen tomorrow. Uh, second Super Bowl championship third appearance for him Mahomes was a warrior just awesome against Cincinnati really manned up and Kansas City's fun they are absolutely fun you've loved the Chiefs forever Philly's a whole kind of wow factor with the what they've done lay out tomorrow for me who uh who you like I know who you like but what's your what's your uh, head say not your heart and uh could it be uh an all-timer tomorrow. I mean, do, do we have that type of matchup in front of us? It could be. I mean, these two teams are the best in the NFL this year. Number one seeds, the the two guys that were in the running for the MVP. Uh, I think Kansas City's offensive line is going to be tested. I think Philadelphia has the best O-line, D-line combo. Um, I don't think enough people are talking about Jalen Hurts' injury. Everybody wants to talk about Mahomes' ankle, and he's getting close to to being, you know, he's not, not going to be 100%, but I bet he's about 90 95%, which is huge for Kansas City because – Philadelphia struggles when guys get out of the pocket and they scramble. Um, you know, I, I think Mahomes with his offensive line going against that really, really good defense and two of the better cornerbacks in the game, that's where the game is going to be won, um, in, in my opinion. I know everybody talks about defense. Can Kansas City stop Philadelphia running? I think Kansas City has to make some plays offensively, but I do think it's going to be a great game. I mean, it's kind of under the radar. The NBA has kind of stolen the thunder this week, 
And yeah. it's Philadelphia and Kansas City. And, you know, you have that week off and it's like, uh, but I, I think we're in I think we're in line for a really, really good game uh, tomorrow. And uh, of course, I'm hoping that Kansas City wins. I do think Kansas City will find a way to win. I had them 28, 24. Gary, good this, score. That's that's what I had. <laughs> Gary, you're like, a, oh god, got to change it. Is this a is this a legacy defining game for Patrick Mahomes? Just in terms of uh, his grander career, and you know that the the salary cap hits going up over the next couple of years, so we'll see what the roster looks like. He's got a long career ahead of him, but is it is it too early to call this legacy defining? Yeah, I think so. Um, but you know, and that's understandable. And he gets asked that, and you know, five straight. AFC championship games. This is his third Super Bowl in the five years he's been a starter. Uh, he's got one. There is a big difference, though, be- between being two and one and one and two. You could say, well, it's just one game. But, man, just the perception of two and one to one and two. Um, I think Kansas City is actually in a good position moving forward because they drafted well. Their last two drafts have been fantastic. And they've got a lot of rookies that are that are key players. I mean, this is rare for Kansas City not to, to, to have the success and your quarterback is not on his rookie deal. You know, that's kind of usually where you have to strike because it does impact your cap and you're not able to build a deep roster. It just kind of shows you how good Mahomes is and how good the front office is for Kansas City. I think another part of this, both of these front offices are really good in how they've constructed uh, both of these rosters. I, I, I really do believe that this is one of the better matchups we've had in the Super Bowl. Real quick, are you shocked that Kansas City is back where they're at without Hill? I mean, because he's done this without yeah. that guy opening up uh, the the rest of the offense, and they've still been able to be incredible. Yeah, and I, I think that's a testament to Mahomes. Um, you know, they went out and got guys that that you know, if they're going to change and not have the great Tyreek Hill, what do you have to do to have let Mahomes have? success and they went out and got the right wide receivers i think a lot of it shows that andy Reid has put guys in the right position um and then also it helps you have a tight end i mean you have you have one of the best tight ends in the history of the game that is open all the time which is crazy that also helps those guys on the field but you know i'll be curious I, that philadelphia's got two really good cornerbacks you know they've, they've done a good job of shutting down wide receiver one kansas city probably has a wide receiver 1.5 a couple of those guys so that's another area where Mahomes will have to throw those guys open tomorrow and find big number 87 a lot. Gary, quickly, before, before, before we get yeah. you out, I know I told you last thought, Schmitty, but I got one more for you. <laughs> G- give me an under-the-radar guy that you think for the Chiefs needs to have a, a good game tomorrow for the Chiefs to get the win. Isaiah Pacheco, who is a rookie. I mean, he, yeah. he's a guy that's going to run the football. I mean, Kansas City has to run the football against Philadelphia. Um, and he's a guy that has slowly, as the season's gone along, he's gotten more opportunities. He's played better. He's an under-the-radar guy I would look for for Kansas City. Charpy, uh, enjoy Fargo. I mean that. And uh, we'll uh, get caught up again next weekend. Thanks for the time, as always, bud. Thanks, guys. Enjoy uh, Nebraska-Wisconsin. That should be a fun atmosphere today. See you, man. There he is. Gary Sharp with us. Good to spend time with him. The Iron Horse. Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt back next weekend with the weekend edition of Hale Varsity. You can always find the show, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Subscribe, tell us what you think. And also also uh, the video portion of the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Elijah, get those uh, ribs marinated oh, and yeah. uh, thrown on the smoker. And uh, we'll check in uh, a little bit later over on KFOR with uh, a girl's boys basketball doubleheader right around five. Take care. Enjoy your Saturday. Thanks for listening uh, with Hale Varsity.